We're lagging a little bit. Um, let's do this. Uh, can you do me a favor and just leave the chat room and then come right back through the same link? So let's fucking start it over again because that was really yeah. fucked up, right? <laughs> all right, sounds good. <laughs> all right, all right. What's good, everybody? We have got Wayne's Sharp World in the house tonight. Your name is Wayne, it right? Is. It is indeed Wayne. Okay, you know what? When I first saw your icon and I saw your channel, I was like, is this like a Wayne's World parody thing? Or like, is his name really <laughs> Wayne? That's what I was thinking. Because I loved the movie Wayne's World when I was a kid. And I thought that was it. <laughs> okay, so fact that I have to tell everyone, because my name's Wayne, I've never seen the movie. I've, I've never seen Wayne's World. Oh, shit. I've never seen it. And now I'm to the point to where, like, I don't want to see it, so I can keep telling people that. But I've heard it's funny. <laughs> I've heard it's great. It's really funny. Yeah, it's really fun. If you were, like, uh, growing up in the 90s, you know, you probably checked it out. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I basically learned how to speak English from Saturday Night Live and, like, movies. <laughs> Because I came here around 1987, and although I spoke English already, you know, I had an accent. I sounded like the boxer Manny Pacquiao, and I was like, you know, I, I was still learning English. And I learned English through watching Saturday Night Live and, and movies. So uh, Wayne's World was one of the movies I, you know, took catchphrases from all the time. Nice. So that's what I thought. I thought that you were kind of doing a parody of the movie, <laughs> but your name is it is. It's is this the first time doing a face reveal on, on, uh, on YouTube? It, it, it is. And I wasn't trying to hide anything, you know. So shortly after I had, uh, I, I had a friend from high school drop my logo for me. She's, she's an artist and she does stuff for all sorts of places. So I, I wanted to, I liked her style. I wanted to get something from her. So I had her draw me up some stuff and she came up with that. And I thought, okay, this is great. I love I, it, by the oh, way. Oh, thank you. I thank love you. It. I, I love it. I, I'm a huge, mm -hmm. I like it so much more. Like I was blown away when I saw it. But then I looked at it more and I thought, God, I really hope people aren't think I'm trying to pull some Nick Shabazz stuff to where I'm like trying to copy him. I was like, <laughs> I, that was not my plan at all. So if anyone thinks that, that was not <laughs> the case. I just, Wayne's world, Wayne Sharp world, a knife face <laughs> world, we got it. And then I was like, oh, I hope they don't think I'm pulling a Shabazz because I was not doing that. Oh, be because you weren't uh, doing face reveals. You know, that's one thing that, I think is becoming like kind of obsolete with the new, uh, with the, with the fresh blood rather, you know, of, yeah. of knife YouTubers. Um, you've got all these younger folks and I've been saying this for a long time because I come from the class of knife YouTube. Uh, my uh, colleagues were like JT's knife life, Stasa 23, love them knives, Patty's oh, potato yeah. peelers. So I was in that class. Those guys are huge now. And, you know, like JT never really did face reveals. Stasa didn't do it for a little bit. Um, uh, now they kind of do. But people like Everyday Minimalist, I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Yeah. He does yep. a lot of B-roll and a lot of, uh, you know, growing super fast, does a lot of face uh, talking head kind of stuff. Um, even Lindy Lou, I don't know if you've ever checked out her new channel. Lindy Lou is a modder with her boyfriend, Richie B on Instagram. She has a new channel called the nice meow. She does like a vlog style thing. Ooh. And then she like anodizes stuff. I have to check that really out. Cool channel, Lindy dude. Lou. Very, very, uh, 
very cool couple too. I did a podcast with them. That's kind of like what I've been doing with this podcast is, you know, people that I find interesting in the knife community, I just want to give them a platform to, you know, basically introduce them to my audience. And I like your stuff, man. One of the things that I love about your channel, thumbnails, bro. Thumbnails on point. Thank I you. love the font that you use because I, I have used that exact font in videos before. I love that font. Um, and it's very uniform, very clean. I actually need to up, uh, up my thumbnail game. And um, I wanted to ask you, your videos have a lot of views. And I was wondering what your strategy is with posting videos. Do you just post frequently? Do you use certain tags? Are you doing something like, you know, kind of different? Like, or are you just posting? So I'll tell you exactly what I'm doing because to be honest, I don't, so I, I'm still so new. Like my channel came in, I think around May. I've even lost track at this point. I think it was May. I think it was May or very early June. And all I do is I do basically almost everything from my phone. Um, and I use hashtags. Same. Use hashtags. Use, use a, simple, a simple title. So I stop and look like when I was looking something up on YouTube or yeah, on YouTube, what would I search? And I would search the knife name, review, or best this, best that. So make your title generic, general, something that's easily searchable. And then put all the flair, put all the stuff that's going to catch people's attention. And I put that in the thumbnail. Because the thumbnail is kind of like the marketing. And then the actual video or title of the video, that's kind of like, you know, that's just the general thing. People, people see that. But when you have a creative thumbnail that gets people's attention they're gonna look at that and if it's just you know that's what really gets their attention i think yeah yeah i, I definitely agree with that because scrolling through the youtube feed or or going through search or something um that is that's what caught my eye about your videos uh you know it's funny um a a, a supporter of both of us uh, me with knives actually was the one who suggested that i ask you to be on this podcast do you know him me with me with knives his name is mark i don't know if you talked to him or not but he emailed me and he was like hey you should have this guy you know wayne sharp world on your podcast and i i've already been thinking about it so this is what i was trying to explain to you before we hopped on and started recording when i ask people to come on right yeah whether you're at like 200 subs to Nick Shabazz has like 100,000 subs, right? He's up there. Um, I always look at one thing when a person is new is how much work they're putting in. You know, is this guy like consistent? Um, is he just posting, you know, frequently? Does he have like cohesion with the channel? And you had, you checked all those boxes. And then I watched a few of your videos and I was like, okay, this guy is like one of us. You know what I mean? I got to have him on. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, I do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get very turned off actually when people ask if they could do the podcast, that's almost an automatic no. So for the people that are um, watching that want to be on, don't ever ask, wait for me to ask you because it puts me in a pretty tough position. I'm a pretty laid back, chill dude. I hate saying no to people, but it makes me feel cornered. And I'm just like, you know what I mean? It puts me off with you. I, I kind of was thinking about it already. Then that viewer of mine, me with knives was like, Hey, have this guy on. It put the idea in my brain again. And that morning I asked you. So yeah. that's, you said his name is Mark. 
Yeah, me with knives is his is his uh screen name on YouTube. Me I don't know knives. if you've talked to him or not, or maybe he's commented a few times. Um, it, he's a very interesting dude. Of how he and I became homies, he didn't have Instagram. He told his son to message me on Instagram to tell me that he wanted to send me a knife, and that's kind of sketchy right there. You know it's what I'm saying? Different way like, of doing it. <laughs> I was like, mm, I'm gonna send. I'm gonna give him the address to my shop and not my house. You know what I mean? Like right. at first, right? So, uh, but no, he turned out to be a really cool dude, very cool supporter of mine. And um, do you have a lot of channel interaction, uh, audience interaction with your channel? Do you take loners into your channel and talk about them? I noticed one thing is that people really love it when their favorite knife, you know, content creators talk about their knife on camera that's like a thing yeah. that they love it dude that's why that's actually the bread and butter of this channel right now it's like just me reacting to the stuff that is that is sent to me i haven't bought a knife since the the small archeo and copper artisan cutlery that's like so long ago that's, that's a minute ago i'm that's poor dude ago. so you know what i'm saying like <laughs> do you have anything going on like that with your channel at the moment you know, I, I do get in some loners. Um, and again, my whole thing with that is kind of like asking to be on the podcast. I, I don't like asking for stuff. I don't, yeah. I don't like asking for same. stuff, even if it helps the channel. Same, same, dude. So my whole thing is I've had a couple manufacturers that have come out and have been really generous. They've come out to me and that's meant a lot. Like that, that, was, that was the first moment when a, when a manufacturer reached out to me. I thought, holy crap, I think I'm doing okay with this. Who was the first like, one? uh finch knives it's finch knives oh finch dude they yep. have not reached out to me bro <laughs> man I, I i again i don't know what well so, okay so i actually did i bought one of his knives with my own money i think that's another important thing too i think before mm -hmm. you go asking anyone for anything mm -hmm. you, you got to put a little into them and see exactly yeah. what they're producing like i got the i got the chikuna from him and i was like okay nice this knife is, Nice it knife. was so much it was so much nicer than i thought it would be at first i wasn't sure about it and i got it and i was like holy crap this just yeah. doesn't this feels so much nicer than i was expecting mm -hmm. and i fell in love with it and i genuinely mm -hmm. did um that's if i if there's one problem on my channel i've had people tell me you're too honest it's like well i'm not i'm not i, I didn't make a channel to kiss anyone's butt you know yeah. i just wanted to give uh everyone in the knife community another opinion and if you don't like it, you don't have to watch it. But again, it's I, I, I think a detailed opinion when you can cover the right things and be honest about it without being, you know, a, a, a jerk. You know, you want to be you want to be respected. You want or you want to, you know, be respectful when you're talking about people's products, because whether it's good or bad, they're still putting a lot of time, a lot of passion, a lot of sweat and maybe even tears into it. So you always want to have that in mind. But at the same time, you don't want to lie to people. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I basically give a, f I don't, I, I don't even know if I can call myself a filthy casual, like knife collector anymore, because, you know, you know, you know, you're a knife guy when your Instagram is filled with blades and EDC gear, uh, EDC <laughs> gear and not chicks. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah. Like most dudes, you know, in age range of 25 to 40 it's just like hot girls and whatever and then us it's like flashlights and knives and when a girl sees your instagram like what's wrong with you you know <laughs> my not girl, dangerous i just knives are cool <laughs> when i first met kelly my fiance 
she was like, oh, you have a YouTube? And I, I think I only had like less than 500 subs at the time, man. And she was like, oh, what are you YouTube about? I was like, um, folding knives. And she's like, why folding knives? <laughs> and I'm like, why not, bro? Exactly. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I, the perspective I give on my channel when I, I do review things, I seldom do it. I mostly do unboxings and these podcasts and just like funny videos on Instagram is like I do a lot of like weird sketches that's like my favorite thing to do right now is I give a person that's like casually using these knives the most I do with them is cut cardboard on recycling day and open <laughs> and like help my girl cut string or something but it's nothing like like bearded gear goes into the hills and like you know like uses yeah. wood and stuff you know like I'm not out there city crafting trying to start a fire in a barrel you know what I mean like that's right not, yeah, I just don't. So I give sort of that view of it. And it's mostly aesthetics, action, and ergonomics. That's like what I review the most. You know, I don't you do usage that much. Um, what kind of knives are you most into? I know that I saw a lot of micarta on your channel. <laughs> mm, <laughs> Dude. I do like some micarta. I've got a pretty cool one right here. This is a Benchmade bug out with death grip scales micarta from uh lefty edc loaned this to me pretty cool knife. that's pretty sweet I not have a bug out um but yeah what's uh what's up with the fascination of my card is that like your favorite handle material you know it's it's one of my favorites um fat carbon and sharp dress knives are slowly turning me to where i like carbon fiber just as much as my carta if i had to pick one though i would still go with my carta right now it's my carta carbon fiber g10 probably in that order i like wood 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 has to be for a very specific mm -hmm. knife though okay mm -hmm. it's not it's not my jam on every one but right now i've got this uh What's that? the pena uh Ooh. the new pena apache I, i've yet and to try any of uh, his stuff so I, I felt like i hit the lottery when i got this I'm, I'm still pinching myself to make sure that it's actually in my hand because okay. i tried so hard so many times and uh cranes production i got so lucky that i feel i felt like they were my last hope and i managed to score one from them and i tell you what i was really hoping like that was the one time to where i was like maybe i should ask for a favor but i was like nah not with these it's not gonna happen they're not gonna do anything for me but then i, I got one from them so that was amazing wow that's so amazing dude um do you are you part of any like pathfinder groups or anything like that you know i'm not yet um dylan mallory had mentioned that to me and I was going to uh, message some of those guys, but then like it went the back to that. Like the Apex Pathfinder? Uh, one of them was Blade Banner and Big Red EDC were the yeah, two so that I, I was going to reach out to. That's the group that I'm in. So, uh, oh, okay. It's pretty cool. So actually, that has been the life of this channel, is loners or donations from viewers and the Apex Pathfinder group. So it's a funny story. I've told this on a podcast before. Blade Banner, I thought he was a different dude. So it was like early in the morning. I was like rushing to work, right? I was late. And he hit me up and he goes, hey, man, do you want to be part of this pass around group? And I thought he was this other guy, not Blade Banner. And I was like, oh, boy, like what's going to happen? I was being all elite <laughs> in my head because I was rushing, right? And then, and then, you know, I was like, oh, you know, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be part of it. You know, I just, 
I want to keep it kind of like, I don't want to review clones or anything like that. Like, I was, like, saying those kind of things. Same, yeah. Yeah, and then Blade Banner was like, oh, these are the knife companies we work with. And he sent me a list. It was, like, Wii Knives, fucking Kaiser, like, like all these, like, Benchmade, VDK. Like, I'm like, what the hell? So I was like. That's awesome. And then I realized it was Blade Banner. And then I was like, yeah, yes, please let me be in it. (laughs) And I've been in yeah. it for over a year now. It's it's amazing, man. Uh, you you definitely have the, the I, I don't know the rep or the credentials to be in it. I mean, you're a guy that's consistent. You know, you you can tell that you're very passionate about the hobby. So we're always looking for for new newer folks. You know. Yeah, I would be I'd be super happy to be part of it. And like I said, when uh, when Dylan mentioned it to me again, it was kind of one of those things to where like, you know what, until, until it's offered to me, I'll I'll just do my best to make my own waves to get noticed. And, you know, whatever happens after that happens, you know, it's like, if it works awesome, if it doesn't, then, Hey, I tried. So, yeah, I love that, man. And you know what, you're, it it definitely shows in your work ethic on your channel. How often do you post a week? So my biggest hurdle with posting is, I don't want to get too deep into my job outside of uh, my, or my, my day mm-hmm. job, but I'm a traveling engineer. And so I can literally be home for a week or two with, with COVID I've been home a lot more. So it's really helped the channel grow. But <laughs> when, when, if we were in a world without COVID, I would be on the road probably two to three weeks at a time. One then also being home for a week, maybe two weeks at a time. So right now it's kind of, it, Right now, it's easy to balance because I'm going on the road for a week. Then we have to go home and go stay home for a week. Um, but now coming up here, I got a trip to Toronto, Canada, where I got to stay there for two weeks. So what I do when I'm home and I know I'm going to be home for a week, I, I like to try and keep my posts fresh to where like I, I make them that day and I post them that day. So if there's any current events or anything that's worth tying into the video, I like to bring out that day, but now when I have a two week road trip coming up and I'm going to Canada and I don't want to bring a bunch of knives with me across the border, <laughs> yeah. I, I, who knows what could happen. Mm-hmm. So I try and build uh, I try and build up enough videos now to where as much as I would love to post daily, um, yeah. I just, to keep the content fresh and rejuvenating, it's really hard to post every day. Yeah. Um, I have all the respect in the world for Metal Complex. That guy oh, is beast. I don't know how he does Dude, it, but a Mark Wahlberg of knives. That guy is the master of multi-posting. Yeah. That yeah guy I don't know is, how he does that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insanely impressive. So what I'm mm-hmm. trying to do now is to just keep it to every other day and absolutely worst case um, once every three days, but I'm trying to go like mm-hmm. post, no post, post, no mm-hmm. post. Yeah. Trying hard to do that. You know, the thing is that. like, everyone's YouTube journey is different, man. You know, and I am like, I am the biggest proof of that because all of my homies who I started with are coming pretty close to all being over 10,000. Right. And my, my, I'm only, I'm only up to about 1700 right now. I've only started to really impact right now. Right. Where I think when I started doing the podcasts and people were like, yo, what is this? And there are so many people that enjoy long form content in this hobby, people that are like in a desk job, security guards, truck drivers, people that are working in a shop that need an hour long piece of content. 
of like a knife person talking to another mm. knife person. Um, I don't think that was really present on YouTube. The Knife Junkie is doing it up right now. Uh, Carlos EDC has a podcast, but no one was kind of doing it consistently with video like I was. And that's when things finally started to change. Dude, I was doing, I was doing videos that were so heavily edited that people loved, right? That, that people absolutely loved, but like wasn't reaching uh, the amount of people that I thought it would be reaching. And now I do less editing um, and I concentrate more on like my personality in the channel. And, you know, people, people gravitate towards it, man. It's it, it, like I was saying, like everyone's YouTube journey is different. Um, you take a look at people like Bearded Gear EDC and it's just like, like, is, you know, you, do you know, do you know Jake Bearded Gear? Yes. Yeah. I follow him. Yeah. yeah awesome. He's, he's a good one. He's yeah. Good. Awesome dude. Um, putting in a lot of work and it's just, you know, numbers are skyrocketing. Neves Knives, when I found them, I was the first person to comment on their video. They were like at less than 200 subs. Now they're bigger than me. You know what I mean? And when was that? When, when did they long start? Long time ago. I want to say long time ago, man. I knew it right away, though. This is a thing. I, I, I've said this before. I have an eye for this shit, man. And I just know the people like, like you, for example. I was like, I see the work ethic. I see the cohesion in the channel. This guy is one of us, like a knife, like YouTuber. You know what I mean? Same thing with Neve's Knives. Okay. They had something special. I was like, your chemistry with Kara uh, uh, and, and Jared, I was like, you guys, something's going to happen there, right? And it did. Oh, yeah. That's exactly yeah. why people tune into their stuff. You could tell how they feel about each other, how, how uh, much they love this hobby. And it's like, it just shows in the videos. And I knew, man, I knew. I was the first commenter on, their YouTube, on any of their videos. It was crazy, you know? That's awesome. That's pretty yeah, awesome. Dude. Uh, what have you been carrying uh, a lot recently? Like what's kind of so, your now? Well, right now this this Apache is is really um, I, I, it's a hard to get knife. It's an expensive an knife, but I'm gonna carry it. Ah, that BRS. I see that yes. BRS. I got, I got a BRS Nomad that I I'm a very big fan of. Dude, somebody gave this to me and I almost started crying, bro. <laughs> like, this guy, like Winchester Rink, right? He was like, "Hey, let's trade for it," and I'm like, "Okay." And then um, I was like, I didn't have time to like send them what I was willing to trade for it. Cause I didn't, I didn't think I had anything like meaningful to trade for it. And I, I guess he thought that maybe, I don't know what he thought, but all of a sudden he messaged me on my Patreon and he said, dude, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just give it to you, man. It's cool. You know, like, uh, you know, thanks for making videos. Awesome. And I, I, I was literally like in, 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 in shock, man, you know, that people are doing this kind of stuff. Cause everyone knows that it'll make a lot of money. I don't make hardly any money from the channel. Um, I'm in a new business right now. Uh, I work in a CBD shop. My family owns a CBD shop. Shout out to Ayla CBD. And oh, we're nice. just a new business, you know, like less than two years. You got to work that shit. So yeah, really took a knife purchasing has took a back seat in my life, man. So back to your, your Apache, right? You've been carrying that a lot. That's the Penionized yep. Apache. Yeah, this is, so this is the Pena. And then I, I also actually have... <laughs> What's the they're, other one? These are all, they're all my Carta. So <laughs> these, <laughs> these are just budget knives though. So this one here, yeah. um, I got a review of this coming up Friday. This is the CGRB Crag. Oh shit, um, I have a Crag too, man. I got the, I got the recoil lock one. <laughs> how do you like that recoil lock? I've always wondered okay. about that. So here's the thing about this recoil lock, right? It's a cool lock because you can like just do that. 
But I feel like the metal that they used for it, it's a little bit funky. It's a little bit, it looks a little like cheap, like pot metal almost. You know, I don't want to talk shit about it too much because like Russell is kind of my homie from Artisan Cutlery. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> that's the only complaint I have of it. I think if they want this to become a staple lock, um, they should improve that, that, that piece, just that piece right there. It looks weird. Like compared to the other like steel on the knife, it just looks funny. Like, I don't know what it is, but granted, they've only been putting this lock on a few of their budget knives. Like I have it on the kicker. Same thing. Looks a little funky. How does it feel? Does it, does it like click and rattle a lot or? Um, no, it doesn't rattle or anything. It kind of feels a little cheap too. <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, you know yeah, what? You know, but it is a cool. It's an innovation. They took they took a chance, right? It works. You know. And you know it, what? For for what they're charging for it, I mean, what is it like thirty nine bucks, thirty seven or something? Yeah, like, it's crazy. I mean, it shouldn't feel like a two hundred fifty dollar knife. You know? Exactly. Exactly. So, that, that's why I don't go so hard on it. Um, if it was on like a titanium frame line, uh, a titanium. Uh, flipper, right, or whatever, with, with with that lock, like they gotta spice it up a little bit if it's over a hundred. Right, how I feel, but it's under forty, you know. Man, I tell you what, some of these budget companies, and he, this is the other one I had this um, concept Cairo. I just reviewed this oh, one today. I love that the Cryo, right? It was so. This, there's like some back and forth going on that. So on Blade HQ, this says Cairo, K Y R O, and yes. I double and triple checked that because I thought I screwed up the spelling on my yeah. thumbnail and I was about to smack myself. And then I noticed, okay, so I spelled it right. And then I had a bunch of other people saying, it's cryo, it's cryo. I was like, I have full faith. I have full faith that Blade HQ could name a knife. So I was like, (laughs) it's got to be right. If it's wrong, then I I don't feel bad about that. So so here's the deal. I think it is the cryo, but Cairo sounds cooler. Because when I think cryo, I think of the the Kershaw. Yeah, yeah. Right? Cairo sounds like a street fighter person or something. Yes. I don't know. It sounds like something yeah, from like, like or the God student or something from Street Fighter. Cairo, yeah, something, win. yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Do you play video games at all, man? Or you know, I used so I worked at uh, EB Games for two years in high cool. school. Dude, EB Games was... throwback. They're all Game Stops now, or or they're gonna go out of business too. I think, but I mean, throwback. It, it was, you know, it was fun. And I still like my brothers play video games and I I'm to the point to where I like watching them play to just laugh yeah. at them, get mad when they get like, like that to me, that's just as humorous as playing the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, the only games I ever really play anymore are usually just on my iPhone and just cheap little games. I, I've yeah. really gotten away from gaming for no mm-hmm. bad reason. Just the fact that I, I, other things kind of took my interest. Yes. Yes, I'm the same way. I, my problem is I have so many interests, right? <clears throat> like, I love the knife hobby. That's the first thing that I think about when I wake up. What kind of content am I going to make today? How am I going to make people laugh on Instagram reels? I've been doing these, like, really silly, um, like, sketches on Instagram reels, which is a kind of, like, TikTok feature on Instagram. And, like, you know, I did one about the, the Wee Knives banter. And like Ben re- reshared it, like both both videos that I made, and they got like over ten thousand views. And I'm just, nice. I, and it was just me being silly, like it was me um, opening the knife, and then you hear Ben's voice in the background say, "What is up, guys?" 
And then it's like a <laughs> montage. It becomes a montage of like his famous interviews in Knife Banter, like the one with Epic Snuggle Bunny, with Nick Chabot. Oh, yeah. And it has like a sad song playing in the back of it. And then the end of the video is me like fake crying with like animated tears. And like people love the video because no one is doing that kind of stuff in knife, like, you know, in, in the knife world. It's, so Oh, no, it's, it's creative. It's yeah, creative it's, and engaging. And that's what I like really love doing right now. And uh, I don't know where I was going with this. I have ADHD. What were we talking about before this? <laughs> I was working at EB Games. EB Games. Oh, the Cairo, the Cairo. The yes, Cairo. okay. Cairo, okay. Creo, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. Um, uh, what were you going to say about it? Uh, just the fact that it's outside, of, that I, I wish it had a better micarta. It's phenomenal. The, the like action's it. on point. It's, it's fidgety. Um, I'm a huge fan. I, I, this is, like, the perfect size knife for me. Like, three-and-a-half-inch blade, little maybe a hair over. Um, perfect feeling scales. I I really couldn't like this more. There's a little bit of a hot spot in the clip, but it, mm -hmm. it, it lands right on one of the calluses of my hand, so it doesn't yeah, bother so me at all. all. Right. Um, yeah. No, I'm a big fan. I like this a lot. I'm looking forward to seeing more from Concept. I've I've uh, I, the 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 Cairo. I'm gonna call it Cairo with you, right? Yeah. <laughs> the Cairo that I got to check out was the mini, and also the regular oh. size one, but in titanium. So my take on it was the mini was so smooth, so much smoother than the full size one. And uh, this came through the ranks of the Apex Passaround group. So other reviewers that I talked to said the same thing, that the mini was smoother. I never got to check nice. out the Micarta one. I would have loved to check that one out instead, you know? This one actually, I, so I grabbed this off Blade HQ last week when it first came out. Mm -hmm. um, How much so, is it? So yeah, uh, 56 bucks. What? What's yeah, the steal on that? D2. Oh, so they... Wow, that's so smart of them. Oh, yeah, they basically... They kind of do what, like, Kaiser does with their Vanguard line. They take a, a popular a popular model from their upper mm -hmm. echelon premium material, S35, carbon, whatever, and they throw on D2. And yeah. But see, now, now these budget knives, they're mm. getting my Carta, and I am yeah. a fan of that. Dude, That's budget awesome. knives right now are like, what? Like when I first came into the hobby, I'm not even that far into oh, it. Yeah. I want to I say like maybe four or five years in, four and a half years. And even even back then, right? Like there was no Civivis. There was no, no, there was no, like, you know, you're getting Kershaw's and CRKT's and like, you know, we love them and all that. But now it's like, you've got Civivi, you've got CJRB. Now with uh, Cancept doing that at 50, what is it? 52, you said? 56 bucks, 56 wow. bucks. But so let me build on that real quick with these budget lines because yeah. a company that I've never been, I've never disliked them. I've always, I've always, I've had one of their knives for a long time, mm -hmm. but I always thought they just made way too many models. I was like, how do they even mm -hmm. sell these knives? But Kaiser. Yeah. And now Kaiser is coming out with these budget, budget models anywhere from, 50 to 75 80 bucks even that sheepdog they just came out with through blade hq with micarta and yeah. bd1n which is a, a pretty good steal yeah. it's it's yep. better than d2 in my opinion mm -hmm. um 90 bucks so you got knives from yeah. you know 50 55 to 90 bucks with micarta and they don't even have d2 they got 154 cm or n690 yeah. oh that like that um that gemini that you reviewed recently. yeah 
How much was that? Yeah, one? sixty-seven. That or was something? seventy-five bucks, I believe. Oh, seventy-five that's still bucks. So good. I've never had a Gemini. Everyone tells me it's awesome. Uh, it's definitely on my list of a knife that I want to have, and uh, that one is it, it interests me the most because it was always a hair like too much for me to spend on at the time, like. Yeah. But now with the micarta, and you said the micarta on that wasn't like as pronounced as you wanted, right? It was a little bit, of, a little smooth, less grainy. You know, that micarta, the only thing that I wish I could have saw a little more on it was it's like it was pressed too hard. You didn't quite yeah. see the grain in the threads in the micarta. Mm -hmm. so, but at the same time, again, we're talking 75 bucks. Yeah, it, it's. It, I guess you got to. Everything's in perspective, right? You got to gauge it to to the price points put at. You know, if if this Pena knife was, you know, fifty seventy five bucks, it wouldn't have this nice micarta. It wouldn't have you know yeah. the tolerances that it does. So you have to put everything within a certain scale. So for seventy five bucks, I'm still not really knocking it. Um, I actually like that $75 model a lot better than their premium model. That's like a hundred and titanium frame lock one? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I mean, been, I've been shying away from titanium frame lock flippers more lately. I've, I'm, I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just tired of them, but I've really just too many flavors it. out there, man. Yeah. There's too many flavors out yeah. there. And I've been feeling just, um, I don't know. I've been liking like my Carta and G10 a lot more. G10 is being done like so well. Uh, Ferrum Forge does a really good G10. Um, what do you think about Civivi, man? Do you like Civivi? I love Civivi um, for a couple reasons. <laughs> One, I wish they were around when I was 14 years old and with my first job and I could actually afford to buy a oh. badass looking knife. Mm -hmm. You know, they come out with uh, their level of quality and more than anything you know every knife i get at some point i open it up and i clean it lube it kind of look at the insides mm -hmm. and every time i pull apart a sabivi i do it right after the review because my reviewers they don't want me to clean it before i review it so i i get it i carry it for a few days um cut through cardboard cut through edc stuff nothing too major light general edc use um and then i post the video and then the very next day i'm opening that up and Civivis are always so clean inside. There's no dirt. Wow. There's no gunk. There's no, I've never had one that's dirty. And to me, that's just kind of crazy because I've got 10 years of like production management and nothing close to the knife industry, completely different times of production, but still it's impossible to keep things clean during production. I mean, you got yeah. multiple people, you got dust mm -hmm. going everywhere, how they keep their knives so clean on the inside through all the shipping and all the hands that touch it, it's it's impressive to me. It's pretty impressive. I, I'd love to see their facility sometime because it's got to be spotless. It's like We Knives transferred their quality completely to their budget line. Like Oh, they did. Absolutely. Um, so many features in Civivis, like weight reduction and things like that. Just just all the features, man. Like on the on the Odium, um, the Ferrum Forge collab one. You've got everything on it. I have the mini Archbishop in my pocket right now. And um, the only thing that Ferrum Ford, well, I mean, I, I do think the mini Archbishop is a little better. I've talked about this before. The only thing is the cutout for the pocket clip, like, isn't in the G10, like on this one. They both use recessed screws, but oh, then but this is just slapped right on top. That's like yeah. the only, you know, I lowered the marks for it just because of that. 
But in terms of the action, the ergonomics, the way the G10 feels, uh, the contouring and everything is like almost the same. Yeah, and it's like so much, you know, cheaper. It's it's just crazy what these knives do, um, these budget knives. Back to the Cairo for a second. So you know that uh, Cancept is like, I guess, one of the big people over there is Kim Ning. He used to be a designer at Kaiser. And like, there there was some kind of beef or something. Like, I don't know about it. I don't know about it that much. I keep talking about it like I do. And I always ask people if they know anything more than me. <laughs> no, it, all I knew was that an employee, I didn't even know there was really a disgruntlement. I just heard there was employees. So I was thinking like two or three, whatever, left Kaiser to start their own business. That's literally all I know. I yeah. didn't know there was a, a problem or anything. It was something about like, like the, 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 the head of Kaiser, like his son took over and then there was like a whole changing of the guard kind of thing. Mm. And then remember Tangram Knives? That was Kaiser's budget line. Oh, yeah. Like they <laughs> disappeared, right? Because like Kim Ning was a big part of that, right? And then, oh. you know, and the Cancept Knives basically was like, hold my Kim Ning. He, we're going to make our own knives. And Kim Ning went over there. So... I, that's really the only pieces I put together so far from the various people I've talked to on this podcast. But there is like some weird stuff going on there. If, yo, Kim Ning, if you're listening to this, we'd love to hear like your side <laughs> of the story. <laughs> Please. Yeah, that would be yeah, very interesting. Yeah, there's like this dude at Kun Wu Knives. I don't know if you've ever gotten to check out like any Kun Wu. Have you ever gone to check no, them out? No, I've never even heard of that, to be honest. All right, so I'm going to show Kun you a knife Wu. right now, dude, since we're doing a lot of show and tell here. Yeah. This is a knife. Uh, this is called the Ronin. It's a titanium frame lock flipper. Nice contouring, like excellent fit and finish. You got S35VN. Uh, this is $139. And this is contoured like as if it's like a $250 knife. Weight reduction, everything, all the bells and whistles, all the features you would get from a much higher priced knife. I'm actually doing a giveaway for this right now. So a Ronin is a masterless samurai. So I basically told my audience to put on their best Ronin or samurai costume <laughs> and the best person gets this. I, I, I'm going to put the uh, contest out on Twitter too. I have a lot of cosplayers on there, but just to like mix it up, you know, like to have people and a lot of people are entering, dude. Like somebody already sent me a video of them like with the, it's called i forgot what it's called i think it's called like face 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 swap or something like it's an app and it's like this guy who has like clearly has a mustache on uma thurman's body in kill bill (laughs) and he was like this is my submission so i'm gonna have a lot of fun ones but yeah kunu is another cool one um that's doing very very uh low cost but high functions high features kind of knife man what's your favorite like knife company right now like what's uh something that you're always checking out boy uh that's tough i'm I'm gonna give you three because there's three that i've really had a close eye on um but i'm gonna i'll say it again everyone keeps calling me a kaiser fanboy but kaiser has really kaiser is dope man i love kaiser i thought i thought kaiser in the past i've always seen a lot of models the quality has always been there with kaiser but mm-hmm. they've just had so many models to where I only find like two or three of them really attractive to my style. But this year, this year, let's see, I've had probably like five or six Kaisers and I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed every one of them with really small, you know, changes or, you know, not 
not ideal comments of what, what could be changed about the night. But other than that, I've really enjoyed Kaiser this year. Um, Microtech, I always love Microtech. Um, they're always good. And Protech and Spyderco, so four, those four. Yeah. I, but I've really, you know, what's really kind of changed for not necessarily my style, but, you know, I have the companies I like, but then I also have to take into consideration what are the viewers like? And mm -hmm. the viewers, I tell you what, I thought they would love the high expensive Peñas more than anything. And they don't. They, they like the Peñas. Who doesn't like a Peña? But I mean, a Savini lot of them, videos be hitting different though. <laughs> yes. Anything under a hundred bucks. Anything Dude, under hundred bucks. Savini videos are a grand slam no matter what it is. Yeah. yeah I, I found anything under a hundred bucks in good quality. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not, I, you know, do I have a little bit of extra pride and I'm holding an American made knife? Yeah, sure. But I, mm -hmm. it's not, it's not changing my opinion of, you know, if it's made in China, I love it. If it's made in America, I love it. Mm -hmm. You know, as long definitely as it's more good. on, as long as it's good. As long as when I open up that box, I feel like I got my money's worth and I enjoy it. That's, those are my two things. Unless the company really comes over the top and does something crazy, which hasn't happened yet, so there's no point in talking about it. Um, I've got no issues with where my knives come from. And I've really found that my, uh, my liking is really spread like almost 50-50. If I go and look in my collection right now, I probably have very close to 50-50 American to Chinese. Yeah. And I, I actually have more Chinese knives than I thought I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, you know, going back to Kaiser, uh, when I talked to Lindy Liu and Richie B, who are stripping away anodizations on titanium, refinishing, bead blasting titanium all the time, they said that two companies that really stood out to them of having really good titanium to work with was Kaiser and Tucson. They said the internals oh. of a Tucson knife just completely obliterate like what people are doing like and selling knives for a much higher price point. Like the machining and the quality of the metal is much easier to work with with Kaiser and Tucson. And these are from people that are like anodizing, bead blasting. They're, they're, they're um, sanding the titanium to, to buff it and polish it and putting the anode on. These are people that are like actually like working on knives day in and day out. And those are the two companies they like the, they like the most. They worked on uh, Chris Reeves. They worked on Hinderers. They worked on a bunch of other stuff. But nice. they said those two is just a joy to work with. So to backtrack on the Kaiser, man, yeah, they've got good titanium apparently. Well, and I tell you what, Tucson, <clears throat> Tucson's a company that they're, they're new to me. I've, I, I got my first Tucson in for the channel uh like a, a month ago or maybe a little less than that it's a ts129 mm -hmm. and it's a front flipper that i can spidey flick mm -hmm. i love it i really do love it 29 is that do you have it on you or no i can grab it real quick yeah okay one quick second here Uh, it's so funny because I can hear you go into the other room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in my head, I was thinking like it'd be so funny if he just farted right now. <laughs> that would actually be hilarious. And I usually always have one of those ready. Uh, yeah. So let me see the Tucson because I okay. think that. Let me see. Oh, is that the one? Oh, I don't know if that's the one because I had a guy on here um, as sharp as I can see on Instagram. 
I didn't know anything really about him except that I was buddies with him on Instagram. And he like collaborated with all these Tucson people. He collaborated with Tepe Designs, fucking Jelly Jerry <laughs> Wong Design. I was like, what? And he's just like, he just looks like a, you know, regular Wisconsin dude. But yeah, Tucson's, I love him, dude. How do you like yeah. that one? I, so I was blown away. I, I, in all honesty, I was blown away by it. It it feels the best way I can put it is it feels like a ZT to me. Yeah. Okay. The the, the build it feels like a ZT. It's just it's it has that tankish feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, just solid, solid yeah. from top to bottom. And I love the lines on this. It kind of reminds me of like even a little bit of a little Jesper Voxness in this. And a little bit. It, a little bit. I, I and this might be this maker's mark here i don't know if this is for some reason i was thinking this might be jelly jerry is that his maker's mark that is that yeah it's so funny i'm glad that you showed me that so that is night morning designs maker's mark and he is like the batman of the knife designers like no one knows who he is he's like never shown his face whenever he does like videos his nails are like super long and he's like showing the knife. and i'm like who is this guy but he designs he designs like a motherfucker, man. This guy is like putting out designs every day. And he's been with Tucson for a long time. I've been a fan of his for a while. He does really out there kind of designs, but like they somehow work functionally. If you check out his other designs, follow him on Instagram. He's like really, really I gotta crazy. Do that. Yeah, Night Morning Design. That. So cool of a name too. Are you a ninja? Are you an intergalactic <laughs> right? samurai? I mean, night morning design. That's so cool. Yeah, he's he's one guy that's been with Tucson for a bit, and um, again, man, love his stuff. He he creates wild shit. Tucson is, I I talked about Tucson in this one way before, and it was like, you know, when you first were collecting knives or started showing interest in knives, and you saw all the M and all these fancy looking cheap knives like Mall Ninja. Yeah. Stuff? Tucson will do a mall ninja kind of looking knife, but with like M390 and titanium. And it's like very well built. Like they will go for it because they can, I guess their uh, production capability is just so good that they can do that. You know, I'm just still surprised and also kind of impressed that they still just go through like eBay and Amazon. I got this one off Amazon. So it's like, I, I feel like they have a plan, though. I don't think they're doing that by coincidence. I think it. I think it works out better for them. Um, doesn't necessarily work out better for the people for trying to get them, but you can eventually. I mean, mm-hmm. I got this one. I just. I, I think I just got really lucky with this because I literally got on Amazon one day after ne- never looking for it before. Got on, found it, bought it, had it, and I think like three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. And everyone else was like, I can't find it anywhere. I was like. Oh, shit. I got it on Amazon. <laughs> How did you start uh, thinking about getting one? Like someone put it in your head and one of your viewers commented or something? Or So one of the other channels that I watch, one of the channels that kind of inspired me to start mine was Slice Dicey. Oh, dude, and I love him. Yeah, he, he's awesome. Such a cool he, he's awesome. He was on um, here. He was on here before. Yeah. You know, I, I was actually lucky enough to have a beer with him one time. I, nice. I was in his neck of the woods for work yeah. and I random. I, I figured he'd be busy. I was like, Hey, you want to have a beer? And so we got to meet up and have a beer. That was, it was awesome. <laughs> oh, he, he is just as funny in person. He's yeah. just as nice of a yeah. guy. He's, he's, he's a badass dude. Yeah. Cool dude. He got the COVID bro, I think. And then he's fine now, but he got it. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I heard about that. 
I, I've had it too. And it's, dude, it's he so, had it worse than I did. You, he had you, a lot worse than dude, I did. You got it? Yeah, but okay. So, so mine. Yeah. I literally, I lo- I lost my taste and smell for four yeah. days, and that was it. Holy that was it. Dude. Nothing else. You the nurse what? said it was the the nurse yeah. said it was the lightest symptomatic case she's ever heard of. But you're you're healthy and so. fit as fuck though. That's why. I'm yeah. doing something right. <laughs> you know what? You know what it is. One common denominator is if a person is kind of like has underlying health issues. That, but also. Um, if a healthy person like you, for example, is running themselves ragged and is like kind of exhausted and tired, like let's say you took a bunch of trips. That- like the nurses and everybody yeah. and doctors that are that, I've been saying yeah. that the whole time. These people mm-hmm. that are putting their lives at risk, yeah. they're, they're working themselves to death, literally. Some of them yeah. are working themselves to death. It's that, mm-hmm. To me, that's scarier than getting it is getting it yeah. and ignoring it. That, yeah. That's, yeah, that's not good. You know, before I, I dive into this sort of dark COVID stuff, what's funny is Zach, uh, <laughs> Zach stuff, uh, put out a thread on Instagram for everyone to make jokes since Slicey Dicey wasn't feeling well. And I, <laughs> and I, I you know, I have pretty dark humor. So I, had to, I like ran a few by him. And one of them was like, this is taking your battles to the battle to the death videos too seriously. <laughs> Everyone is just laughing. He was laughing too. He's a comedian, man. He gets it, you know. But um, yeah, that was a cool thing. One thing I know about, all right, so I'm in New York City, you know, so this is like okay. pretty wild. You know, you've got California, you've got New York City, both pretty yeah. big cesspools of COVID. Um, there are less cases here now, but what I am seeing a lot is like just um, increased poverty, man. You know, like people are not working and like, you know, be, living here, you would think I would have this crazy uh, hyper leftist view, but I am actually very centrist in nature. I do think the country needs to open up, like, but I also don't want everyone to hug their parents right now. You know what I mean? Like, because you don't know, right? Like, I could yeah. be carrying it and just be feeling great. You know what I mean? I work out every day. I, I wake up early. I sleep eight hours and I'm good, but I could be a carrier. But what I'm seeing is before when I would get on a crowded train and the trains are semi-crowded, they're about like 50%, I would say from what uh, it was before is I would see like maybe one or two people like panhandling, begging on the train, right. For money. Mm. Dude, sometimes on a one hour train ride, I will see like six to eight people, different people begging. So like people are really hungry right now. And these are like, not just minorities. These are like people of all walks of life. Like there, there are like war veterans, like starving, you know what I mean? Like that just, you know, yeah. and uh, it's, it's just crazy, man. So has, how has it affected uh, where, where you live at? Like, do you, I know you've been home a lot with work, but have you had to go out and get groceries? Like, what's it like, you know, where you're at? Are you experiencing any difficulties? So no, so I'm in Southwest Michigan. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Northern Indiana. I live in Southwest Michigan right now. Um, the closest city we're by is Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, what I've been telling everybody is it's, it's not the same in the smaller, you know, country areas. I would consider this a country area. Uh, I live in a downtown area, but it's very small. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just not the same. And you have different thoughts. You have different people. You have different totally ways of lifestyle to where we don't, you don't take trains. We don't do, um, there's actually, there, there is a, uh, an Amtrak right, right by our apartment, but, um, it's not like it, it's a place where like if I need to go to the store, I drive two miles to Meyer. 
Yeah. If I need to go anywhere else, I, I walk downtown and I, I get something from the little store there. So mm-hmm. it's just so different. I think you have a lot more people that aren't worried about it around here. Mm-hmm. But we did have cases. We had um, it started to explode for a little while, and yeah. um, it's definitely. I mean, it never got to anything like the hospitals here were never anywhere close to capacity. Yeah, like like past capacity. When you got yeah. it, um, how did you know? <clears throat> like, how did you feel? So I felt completely fine. I yep. woke up one day. Um, I had to go in to visit a customer. So first thing I do in the morning is I stop at Starbucks and I got a nitro cold brew, cold brew black. That's what uh, I do all the time. Coffee guy. Yes. I love coffee. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. I, I dude, I took a sip of that and it was like drinking air. Holy and I'm shit, like, dude. what the hell's going on? So I, I didn't even notice it at first. Mm-hmm. Traffic you're was so used crazy. To drinking it. Yeah. 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 And I'm usually, I'm always thinking about something, whether it's mm-hmm. worth my time or not. I'm always thinking about something. And I, I took a first sip, didn't realize it. And I took a second sip and I was like, oh, like what's going on? <laughs> and, and so I kind of like did that number and then I just drank the coffee and I thought, well, you know what? I, it, it could be sinuses for all I know. Maybe it's mm-hmm. sinuses. Okay. So then I get to the customer, I start working. And then halfway through, I, I noticed I can't even taste like my own like saliva or anything. And I'm just like, yeah. you know, I'm like sniffing with my nose because my nose wasn't plugged up. I thought if it was yeah. sinuses, my nose would be plugged up. So then I got lunch and I got poke. I love poke. Yeah, yeah. And it had wasabi poke and bowls, everything. Yo. Oh, you that know? wasabi, you're going to have to a little bit of, yeah. You taste it, right? Mm-hmm. So all I could get was like, like on the sides of my tongue in here, I had just a little bit of flavor and everything else was just gone. And I thought, holy crap, that was when it hit me. I was like, crap. I think I might have COVID and I'm, and I'm at a customer. I'm like, I, I got I to gotta go. I got to go home and get tested. <laughs> um, so... I was kind of convinced at that point and never had a temperature, never had any, like I felt literally 100% other than I couldn't smell or taste. Um, and the smell went shortly after the taste. The, the taste was first, then later on in the day, I'm like, dang, I can't even smell anything. But my nose was completely clear, like completely clear, couldn't smell anything. So I thought, okay, I, I've got to have it. I need to go get tested. Went and go got tested after they violated me with their with that cattle weird prod. swab. <laughs> Dude, that wasn't even a swab. So let me tell you the test I got. Yeah, they I stirred up your brain. <laughs> well, and it was like a plastic mascara brush. It wasn't even a Q-tip. It, it was. Oh. It, so so me and my fiance are sitting in line. We're looking ahead, and I see someone getting tested. I'm like, oh, you know, that's whatever. So like, say like this screen here, right here is the the window. I'm thinking, you know, the nurse is only going to go like, you know. Yeah, yeah, out, yeah. be done. She's yeah. <laughs> shoving it in there. I'm like, oh, oh god. I'm I I got a little. I was like, I'm kind of scared. Like whatever. Yeah. So they shoved it up my nose. She pulled it out after I screamed and yelled some expletives and then apologized. And she said, No, it's okay. Everyone does that. Um, I took my finger off my nose and it was like turning a faucet. Blood poured on my shirt. It was terrible. Oh, it was traumatizing. It was literally the wow. rest of the day. I literally felt it touch my eyeball and I, everyone else I've asked, they're like, it wasn't that bad. They just yeah. took a Q-tip and swabbed my nose. I was like, okay, so lucky you. Wow. <laughs> girl is, she put like a medieval torture device. Like, <laughs> dude, she Bro, went elbow deep in my that's nose. Crazy. But you it felt sucked. fine otherwise, right? Did you oh, get yeah, quarantine yeah. for a little bit? Like how many days were you out of it? 
so me and my fiance, she didn't, after she saw me get tested, she was like, I'm not getting tested. I'm just going to say I have it and quarantine with you. <laughs> so we quarantined for 14 days and um, I had actually had it for like four or five days before I got tested. Yeah. And they said, you're, you're probably good after like seven days, but just to be safe, we have yeah. to make you quarantine for 14 days, which was cool. It was, you know, yeah. after this was already halfway through it. So we, I've already been felt like I was in a prison for two months. It's like, yeah. what's 14 more days, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> So after I got it and after I, you know, got over it, I, I felt like I never really had it, but whatever. So at that point, after I got over that, everything's been like, I, I haven't worried about it at all. Cause mm -hmm. I, I, I guess I kind of think of it that I don't think I can carry it now. Maybe at this point, it may be getting to the point to where maybe my antibodies are wearing off, but then now they're talking about maybe T cells still being able to help fight it after you've had it once. I don't know. I've, I've really done my hardest the past probably month and a half to to block it out not to be not 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 that i don't care about it but it's like mm -hmm. i literally i got off facebook my facebook account oh, is dude. deactivated right now dude facebook Between is is the for me i'm on all social media but the way i it's it's funny that you talk about this about facebook being the cesspool of like oh, just things that is. could make you depressed or like anxious it's out of all the social media accounts that i have that is the one that as like the first post could fuck me up you know mm -hmm. what I, mean? oh, I just watched the movie you. the social dilemma today right which is on netflix right now they talk about um a lot of the fake news stuff how it's um how uh social media is affecting like voting and all this crazy stuff how it's affecting like mm -hmm. uh, young teenage kids they commit suicide and it's that's just on a rise because they're trying to attain these levels of beauty, especially preteen girls, it's up by like 150%, like suicide. It's, dis it's disgusting. Yeah, Filters it's and all that so, crap. So here's the thing, like, um, I, I actually made a really funny reels about it because one of the scenes in The Social Dilemma was this girl, her mom put, their, put all the kids' phones in like one of those time lock jars and, oh, and yeah. during dinner. So you can't open it for an hour, right? This girl breaks the jar in front of the family takes her phone and goes up to her room and then at that i showed i showed that whole scene and then at that point i pretended to be the girl and it's like looking at my phone and i i just threw a slipper in my face right because i'm like if that was my household i would have gotten smacked upside the head and that would never happen you know, if it was yeah, like yeah. my, my like, I, I'm, a kid, I'm a kid, I was born in 1981, in the 90s, as an Asian, you got smacked up, bro. You were like, <laughs> yeah, that's just how that's why we, you know, like, we end up good people. Usually, you got smacked up. And like, in that movie, I was like, like, the family didn't know what to do. I was like, you motherfuckers are soft, bro. You got to like, teach the kids to not do that. Right. But um, yeah. where was I going with this? So um, Facebook is the one that like, even though I have a lot of followers on it, like I try not to go in there. It's just, oh. just, just left versus right versus like this. You're supposed to do this. Buy this shoe. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm out. I'm just going to look at knives on Instagram. You know what I mean? and, that, and that's what I did. I, yeah. I, I deactivated my account. And mm -hmm. the moment I did that, at first it was like fighting an addiction. And I've never been addicted to anything. Like I've <laughs> never had a problem. So you like, were on I've Facebook never... a lot? Oh, I was on Facebook all the time. And, and are you it wasn't even sir, like, what are you doing on there? So my Facebook for the most part was just like friends, family, 
travels, whatnot. I, I kind of kept that with just family and friends. I was in a couple knife groups and I enjoyed them, but I, it wasn't my, my, my whole knife endeavor that actually didn't get super serious with like my videos and everything. I was posting videos at that point, but I didn't even tell anyone on Facebook because Facebook was basically family, friends, high school people. It's like, it, I didn't want anyone that I didn't, I didn't want friends or family to know I was doing this. I wanted to grow my channel with peer enthusiasts and fans and people yeah. that enjoy the content. Yeah. I don't want people, someone to subscribe to me just because I'm their son or brother or sister or friend, whatever. Dude, we I did want the same thing. You and I, I basically to, did the same thing. It, it, it's, it's worked out great. And mm -hmm. as soon as I hit a thousand subs, I'm at like 948, 49 subs right now. When I get to a thousand, maybe I'll tell other people, but my goal was to get to a thousand on my own. Um, it, it, you know, the best I could. I mean, I, I obviously like my fiance subscribed to me. She knew I was doing this. So she obviously subscribed to me and that was okay. That was okay. Yeah, yeah. But I, I didn't want to tell anybody. And mm -hmm. my dad's birthday is October 11th. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping to surprise him to say, Hey, I got a, I got a part-time job. I, I, I'm a monetized YouTuber now. That, yeah. That's, oh, that's a kinda, thousand. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought that would be cool. Um, but a thousand for a lot of reasons, but more than anything, just to, it, it's really been a good way to occupy my time mm -hmm. um, to not totally cons be consumed with work with yeah. something I love. So yep. lately between knives and photography, I've, I've been, I've been a happy guy. Dude, and the gyms I, are open back up. So I'm the, the thing is like, um, yeah, man, if you've got like fitness and photography and content creation, that's like the thing. So with, with my, I guess where I'm at with this knife journey or whatever is like, I just like creating content about knives. Like I wouldn't yeah. necessarily say that I am this hardcore, like spec heavy guy. Like my reviews are like, like I said, aesthetics, ergos, action. That's all I talk about. Um, but I love creating content about knives and EDC gear. That's like my favorite thing to do. And like, it's, it's one of the, like the healthier obsessions or hobbies that I have is like creating content. I get to be creative and I get to connect with people. Right. So yep. yeah, do making videos, man. It, it's, it's, it's a good thing. Like if it becomes a side hustle eventually, that'd be great. Um, you know, like I do Patreon with my girl now, like every week. So people um, pay monthly for that. And I do an extra hour podcast a week. My girl and I like watch like stupid videos and react to them. And I give That's people awesome. access to cool. Netflix watch parties. You know, you ever, you ever did anything like that? So, I haven't yet. No. So I'm trying That's to do all... this wacky thing again, like in the knife community where like, I'm a big movie person. I love watching movies. I review movies on an app called Letterboxd and, um, I, that's another kind of social media app that's just for reviewing Letterboxd. movies. That's okay. it. Pretty cool because what happens is like, let's say, like I love horror, right? So like, say you look up Hereditary, the movie, it also shows you which streaming platforms it's showing on. Like if it's Amazon or Netflix, like it'll show you and you could click on it and it'll take you right there. And um, basically people could follow you on it and your diary is uh, the movies you watch for the month. I've already watched like 20 movies this month. It's like insane. But, That's pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. That's different. So like the Netflix watch party is if you have a computer and I set up a, uh, a chat room or whatever, everyone who's in that chat room, the movie is synced up at the same time. So like we, it's like we're watching a movie together, like in a movie, like theater, like we could chat, like, so oh, I kind okay. yeah, like I want to do that uh, with my audience because I'm pretty close with the people that, that watch me. So that would be a cool thing to do that's different 
from what everyone else is doing. So that's what I do with my Patreon. You get access to that and stuff. So that's, that's something nice. you could think about doing, man, because you should have merch, bro. Your icon is like so dope. So it's coming. Oh, it's coming. <laughs> it is coming. Dude, I, I love it. I love it, man. Oh. You actually like, I need, I still need an official logo, bro. Like I don't have one yet. I kind of have one that I use right now, but I, I don't have a person yet. You know, like I'm one of those people that don't know how to approach people. And also like people have, like, I, I always make this example. So like I put out like a call to action, like, Hey, if you know anyone that's a logo designer or whatever, and this dude, you know, sweet guy, I, I forgot his name. <laughs> he sent me a logo of it said everyday city carry and it was the statue of liberty like holding a knife and i was like i'm not doing this no and i I told him i was like oh you know you don't have to use the statue of liberty maybe you could just use like the new york city skyline with like uh you know like the neon glow colors of Times square with like the words everyday city carry that's fine too right that's kind of simple and cool and he like never messaged me back (laughs) but i i I wish i had the picture i don't have it anymore that would be funny to see that would that would that sounds amazing I mean, you know, the, the art was like, okay, man. But, um, you know, be, before we, we head out here, uh, what other not hobbies do you have aside from, aside from fitness and the, uh, the knife hobby? Like, what else are you into? Do you watch shows or anything like that? Do you watch movies? Like, how do you unwind? Let's see. So, really, my, my biggest way to unwind lately has just been tuning out from everything, going for a walk. Um, I, you know, I... It sounds boring. I'm not. Like, That's I'm, not boring. I'm one of the more adventurous people that like a lot. My goal is to go to every country. That's that. I love traveling. It's, it's why I like my job. Um, it sends me around the world sometimes, usually just stay within North America. But traveling is always it. And more than getting out in the nature, I'm really big into hiking. Um, I have a sister who lives in Montana. I was just there last week with her. Um, we had some hikes with her and her boyfriend and I just I love the outdoors and I love I I like ways uh, to wind down and also stay active and for me hiking hiking and photography are the two the two biggest ones photography is taking a back seat for the first half of this year because I have had a whirlwind of a year um COVID's just been a very small part of it I I had to change careers the beginning of this year I had, I got engaged in uh, May of this year. Uh, so many amazing and crazy things have happened. Like, I can't believe it's September already. And it's just about October. That's insane. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> time is sense. passing so fast. I swear, like, I swear I just turned 39 like yesterday and I'm going to be 40 in like January. And I'm How- like... Man, I I need your secret because I'm 33 and I I, I thought you were younger than me. <laughs> Thank you're, you. You're you're doing something right. I it's 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 a, definitely a genetic thing because my brother is 47 and he looks super young. He's on American Ninja Warrior, by the way. I always say this, and he's like, <laughs> no this, sh- dude, he's poor. so shredded. And uh, 47 years old, has two kids, works like multiple jobs, like financial analyst. He trains Ninja Warrior gyms and stuff like that, dude. Yeah, you, more yeah, power I, to him. Yeah, dude, he had a brain tumor too. They told him he was gonna, never gonna walk again, 
Oh. And the dude is like, so like the, one of the fittest people I know. So kind of crazy, kind of a crazy story. But yeah, that's, that's, that's why awesome. like in my, you know, like last year I was like, I'm going to get fit, man. Because when I'm like 40 something, I want to look like my brother. You know what I mean? So he, yeah, he's the blueprint dude, pretty much. Yeah. I think, you know what it is? Like, I, it's so funny. I say this. I think that I am too vain to not be into fitness. <laughs> like, I don't want to <laughs> lose this, dude. I don't want to fucking like, you once know? you get hooked, once you no. get hooked, you, 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 it, it, I it cannot switch stop. somewhere inside you, man. I cannot stop. Like, like people tell me like, you know, you could like, you know, I, I, I eat clean. Like I bring lunch every day where I work. Right. And like, people are like, why do you eat that? It's like hard boiled eggs and like brown rice. It's like, it's like it's protein and, and carbs. Yeah. I'm like, you know, and like chicken, you know, it's like ground beef and peas and, and some broccoli or whatever in a hard boiled egg and brown rice. You're eating the same shit every day. Right. And I'm like, yeah, but it takes work to do it. You know what I'm saying? To do this. And like, I'm addicted to whatever yep. this is doing. Like I feel good. Um, dude, it's been really cool to have you on, man. Uh, is there anything that you would like to promote to the folks that are watching, um, tell them where they can follow you on Instagram and YouTube. Yeah, so you can find me. Um, everything is just Wayne Sharp World. Uh, YouTube, Instagram, even my email. Um, if anyone ever wants, if you have a unique piece that you want to send me, um, I consider taking a look at it. Um, but everything is literally just Wayne Sharp World and Wayne Sharp World at gmail.com. And that's that's pretty much all I got right now. Um, this has been really fun. I, dude, I, dude thank you so much for having me on. This has been, this has been a lot. I had no idea what to expect. I wasn't nervous, yeah. but I was like, I don't know how the hell this is going to go. So you've like, never I, watched any of the podcasts before? I've, oh, I've watched some with you. I've, I've watched yours, but I've never actually had the feeling of going on to one. I'm like, yeah. Wait, Cause you know, we, we didn't have a script. There was no question. Right. Like, yeah. I, what, you know what happened with this, but you told me like, Oh, you know, do you want to talk about any topics? I'm like, no, I just do this off the dome. It sounds better. Right. It's like, I want it to feel like two knife and ED or EDC people just having a conversation kind of replicate what it feels to have an exchange of dialogue with someone at blade show or something almost. You know what I'm saying? Because we're both oh, into the hobby. We're both creating content for YouTube or Instagram or whatever it is. Yep. So we're going to have things in common like right away, you know? And at Blade Show, I, I really hope, I know it's kind of hard to get there. I've never been to Blade Show. Next mm -hmm. year, I am going to do whatever I can to make yeah. it to Blade Show because I've always wanted to go. And I feel now, I feel like now I kind of have to go. I got to find a way to get there. I, so. I want to get there, man. I, I told, look, Benchmade, Kaiser, uh, dude, Medford, whatever, any company, I will get in a bikini top and pass your knives out and flyers <laughs> at Blade Show. Just fly me over there, get me in a hotel, and you know what I'm saying? I'll be right next to Melissa Backwoods. We'll both be in bikini top. <laughs> no, there you go. I won't wear a bikini, but I'll put her on trash or something. You don't want to see my ass in a bikini. I, I wouldn't oh, subject anyone to that. Oh, man, dude, thank you so much for being on, man. It was a pleasure. If you ever have anything you would like to promote, um, like, you know, if, if you hit a milestone on YouTube, you want to come back on when you hit a thousand or something like that, or if you just land some cool gig or whatever it is you want to do, you're always welcome to be on here. It was a pleasure having you on everybody. Please follow Wayne's sharp world on Instagram and YouTube. If you have any cool stuff to send him, hit him up on Gmail, Wayne sharp world at gmail.com. This is your boy in the NYC. It's me, Ray. And this is the EDCCP saying, 
Peace. Yo, don't forget to hit that subscribe button and don't forget to hit that bell icon so we can squat up in the comments.